Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Matt Wilds. I'm Flora. And we are live next door. Because you that was a long ass two. Just kidding. I'm talking to Jay and Jay. I'm just messing with her. Um, Jay, you got a little hive. They're, they're starting to ask about you, Jay. So yeah, this is your last podcast with us. Um, you can't have can't have anyone take my shine. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, yes, Jay is here. So they'd be like, "Where's Jay?" She's such, such, such a cute voice. Anyway, happy Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, this is the Guys Next Door podcast. I look a little different today because Beyonce. Um, they won't break my soul. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to us, the Guys Next Door podcast, um, on every streaming platform. But if you are listening on Apple, make sure you give us what a five star rating because <laughs> I asked for it. Um, make sure you leave a nice comment. We might read it, but more importantly, make sure you subscribe. All right. If you one of those weird niggas that go through your girl's phone. Subscribe to our podcast first. Do that. Um, but then cash app yourself $50 just for maintenance, whatever, haircut, whoever. And then cash app dollar sign mouse jump. Never mind. That's I feel like that's uh extortion. So I'm not gonna do that. Um make sure you follow us on YouTube, Guys Next Door Pod. Make sure you follow us on uh all social media platforms, guys next door pod. And if you want to continue the conversation on Twitter, use the hashtag guys next door. And if you want to be nice. Because you understand gas is expensive. Um, shorts are expensive. It's hot. You know, niggas be supporting black businesses. If you want us to be able to do that, give us some money. Okay? Go to God Next Door. Um, that's on patreon.com backslash God Next Door. Um, and become a patron. Pick up your keys today. Um, I have a very special episode for you guys. Um, Mac is doing husbandly things. Ryan is handling business for us that you will see the fruition of in a few weeks. I am still here. There was no way I was letting the We Still Like Each Other podcast leave, especially because last week I was late. So <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, so I have them. So y'all say what's up to Steph and Trav, who is not Dominican. Surprise. Surprise, y'all. What's up, y'all? Um, Thought he was, but he's not. But yeah, because we still like each other. Podcast is still with me. Um, and then we have somebody I've been trying to get in this on this podcast for at least a year now. Uh, it's been like year. two months, a year, two months. What's the difference? <laughs> nothing, and, nothing, and, nothing. and podcasting, it's all the same. That's fine. That's fine. You, you miss, <laughs> uh, you miss a two months of a podcast. It's a year. These things have changed. Their voice are different. You they know, got we'll new go ads. <laughs> We're not the same yeah. podcast in two months. Um, but we have Mikkel. C. Clark? Or yes, McKell? sir. I just want to make sure I'm saying it properly. I appreciate it. Names that. are important. Yeah. Definitely. Mikkel C. Clark. Can we clap it up for having him in here? 
Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. This is the most positive person I've ever met in my life. He is wow, that's he, pressure. The worst, <laughs> like literally. So I have a book. I have it's the best. It's, it's actually a Father's Day gift, and it's the best Father's Day gift I ever got. Um, thus far, kids, if you're watching, which you're probably not, but if you are, the pressure's on. Uh, it's this book called What Would Jay Z Do? Mm-hmm. And if anyone follows me on Instagram, you know every picture I post is a Jay Z quote. So this book is a book full of 365 Jay-Z quotes as affirmations. Before I got that book, that's what you were on Instagram. Like Instagram, Twitter, like I've seen, we use, I think we use like two of your um, memes, um, not me, well, your words that become memes, we use them on like uh, in Trap Karaoke. It Like whenever, like whenever I'm doing that preacher moment, like. I'll just look. I'm like, oh, that's Mikael's words behind me. Like, and that's, that's really dope. Yeah, We're, we don't charge for it, so you know, there's no money. Um, <laughs> I want you to know it's under the law. Okay, that is fair. Yeah, it's fair use law. That's, that's yeah, fair. No, we studied it. Um, <laughs> but but and then talking to them, it's so fun talking to them last week. Just seeing their outlook, and their perspective. I'm like, wow, I'm really a pessimist. Okay, I am really fucked up. Know yourself. Know yourself. yourself. So I want to ask, like, where the fuck do y'all get all this positivity from? Or how do you even get to the space where you're able to see the bigger or more positive picture of things? Man, um, I want to own first and foremost that I think people ask me, like, how are you so positive all the time? And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I choose to do certain things with my writing, with my social media, like to help me to find my way back to positivity, right? So I'd be angry, frustrated. You know, my, my daughter is 10 months old right now. A lot to Mary, be angry and frustrated about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like sleep is a question mark sometimes for like weeks. Right. Um, and there's just, there's always so much going on, you know, full-time entrepreneur. Um, I'm still black. Last time I yes. checked. Yeah. Um, yes. And so for me, like my writing is a way to like find my way back to positivity. And so if I had a book like that, I'd be like, well, what would Mikhail try to do? Mm-hmm. Like aspirational, where like, I'm just, I'm going to have some grumpy days. I have a temper. I have all these different things that we all have, but I'm going to try to like, like train myself, right? And figure out like, if, if I'm anxious, if I'm depressed, if I'm beating myself up, because I will talk crazy to myself inside mm-hmm. my own head, but what does it look like to work out of that? And if I write about it pretty often and talk about it and think through it, it gets easier. It's still not a constant thing, but it's easier. And so that's, that is like, it's a growing passion. Um, I got expelled from school. Um, the last you, semester. You, you good niggas last always semester, got some stories. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't claim to be good. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. just, you know, I got, I'm clean cut. I look 12. Like I get it. <laughs> I get I, it. When I see you in person, I said, this nigga is the best nigga I've ever met. My life. <laughs> Literally met him and his wife and his child and we're like, they are the best people I've ever met. Man, like, it's like if you don't have no tats, if you're like quiet, if you're clean cut, I could do whatever if I wanted to. Yeah. He would still be, oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just loves the, the Instagram but, posts. And, and also, so it's the way you dress. You dress very well and it's very, it's like, it's like, I dare you to mess with this nigga. <laughs> like this nigga is a throwback to a time of when like niggas were just peaceful. Niggas be on the block. Saying, get your ass back home, but talk to your mama. All right now. <laughs> like, you, know, you dress like you come from the all right now era. And so it's like, yeah, that nigga threw me off. They just had knives and not guns, though. They, they look peaceful. 
And they'll call you And they call you slick He's in his mm-hmm. Sunday's best all week All right. week is Sunday for this nigga <laughs> What was the meme they had? I think it was the OJs They were all wearing like bell bottoms and had Oh like it was No like, it was the Isleys They would, they would kill you It was the Isleys like, And niggas was like These niggas These were the niggas that would kill you Bell bottom <laughs> Bell perm, bottoms like Platform shoes And a 22 And they goddamn shoes Shaddy Grandfather was one of them niggas With flowery collars With a flower A big ass lapel Nigga, kill the shit out of you. Not just regular kill. So so you said that. What about you guys, right? Because you guys have a super positive outlook too. Um, or at least outwardly, right? Yeah. Like, is it, is it, do you guys share that same sentiment where it is a bunch of work to get back to positivity? Absolutely. When you were speaking, I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. it's practice. Um, and I do believe in like manifestation. So if I choose to focus on negativity, then that's what's going to keep happening to me. Like I have that belief. Um, one example I could use that I was in a car accident a couple of years ago and it kind of made me a little paranoid. Like I will be in a room and I'm thinking about the ceiling caving in. I had to actively think of a positive thought right after I thought that, like I'm safe, the building is secure. And it took a lot of actively change, rethinking something positive, whereas I'm not as nervous anymore. Mm. So it's work. And I think the same applies to like just having a more positive outlook on life, just focusing on the good. For sure. Being married to somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Were you like that before? No. I mean, I think she makes me want to be that way. Um, as corny as it sounds. Like, <laughs> Listen, I'm here for the corny. Who <laughs> <laughs> got me out here single and, and jealous? I be looking at niggas like, man, fuck these niggas, bro. I always think of like, what's the alternative? Just being angry and miserable and I tempered. That's why I stay even killed because, you know, she she is what um, drives me to be positive. So I tend to do. Yeah. And I wasn't always like that. I was feisty. We were my best friends at home watching our kids right now. And she was telling a story about my middle school days. And it took work. Like, I just don't want to be that angry, aggressive person. Um, I don't want to be in jail. I can't do jail. I'm too pretty. <laughs> but just knowing that it's like okay I need to be actively changing how things affect me so I'm not as reactive so it took practice so sometimes when I do get upset because it happens I just try to rework what made me upset I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt I look at the silver lining see I can't do that ooh, <laughs> ooh that, look, that, that, that ooh that triggered me right there that benefit of the doubt I don't give it to you but you know how Earlier, we were talking about your childhood and that mm-hmm. impacts you. Every person you encounter, every person that triggers you, they have their shit too. So you got to mm-hmm. try to give grace as much as you can. I say grace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about kids. <laughs> but I think, kind of like we spoke about last week, um, and I actually wanted your opinion on this too. Okay. Um, I don't give people the opportunity to disappoint me. Mm. So... If I gave them the benefit of the doubt, that would be giving you an opportunity to disappoint me. I kind of lead with, oh, you're going, you're not going to meet the mark. Or I lead with, whatever you do, I can't let it affect me over here. Which doesn't really create much space for connection. Mm-hmm. Romantically, French. Like, Mac and Ryan being my friends and being my brother like that, It we have to be brothers. Cause I don't think we could be friends because I don't make a lot of space for friends because you can't, if you... I would much rather you hurt me. I would much rather you lie on me, hurt me, than disappoint me. Because if you disappoint me, I can never, ever put that expectation on 
you or anyone else again. You know what I mean? The people who have disappointed me have always been like the closest people to me. It's like, uh, I don't like the way that feels. So so Mac and Ryan, they've never let you down? And Mac and Ryan, no. I feel like I've let I feel like I feel like a lot of our relationship is me letting them down. And they give and you that grace. Me. Or 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 me letting them down and they say, Oh, that's just mouse. You know what I mean? Um, not if I if I'm being honest, do they do things I dislike or that annoy me? We're human. We're yeah. three fucking men. Mm-hmm. Me and Ryan were born on the same day. Yes. <laughs> we do some there are some ways about us that annoy me, but let me down. Mm-mm. No, them niggas never let me down. Mm-mm. Sounds like you are afraid of vulnerability, allowing yeah, the space. Yeah, because that shit hurt. <laughs> the fuck? So let, me, let me ask yeah. you this. Given that it seems like you don't, I guess you don't like to trust a lot of people. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Have you experienced bad things in life still? Like, have you experienced bad days? Have you been upset by people? So I've never had a bad day. Interesting. I've never had a bad day. Interesting. Because as long as I woke up, it was a good day. As right. Long, as long as my kids woke up, it was a good day. As long right. as the people I love most were there, it was a good day. Um, I think if I, like, I live in like this weird juxtaposition of myself, right? So it's like I juxtapose myself a lot of times. So it's like, yeah, I'm this pessimistic person, but I never had a bad day because I won't allow something or someone to control my day. Have I had a bad five minutes? Sure, had a bad five minutes. But that's all I'm allotting it. It's five yeah. minutes, bro. I got twenty three other I got twenty four hours and fifty five minutes left. If you think I'm gonna spend it focused on this thing, hell no. Hell no. So I've never had a bad day. I've never had a string of bad days. I've never, you know, so when when I hear people talk about depression, I I, I do my best to empathize, but it couldn't be me. It couldn't. Because there's no way I'm if I give you a day. No way you get two days, let alone a week, a month. What? Yeah. Oh, I can't eat. Do you know how fucking good kale quinoa salad is? <laughs> that, that's me? your strength, though, and not everyone can say that. Absolutely, absolutely. So I don't look at people and I like be like, "How could you?" I just look like, "I'm glad you're here," but I don't understand it because, it, like I kind of said last week, I was so dense, and I'm like thankful I was kind of raised that way because, sure, it shortchanged me a bit. But man, I think like there's a huge for me. There's a huge benefit because the shit that goes scary. on, the shit that goes on like, in my life. But what if I you blow up one day? Like, what if it's five minutes? It's tucked in. Like, it's, it's definitely hidden. tucked in. Like, I don't want anyone to think I said. Like, anyone that knows me knows. Like, I'm not walking around here. Like, everything's fine. I'm aware of everything. If I blow up, that's five minutes. Mm-hmm. Even the times where people think I lose control. I didn't lose control. That was the response. That that was the warranted response. I, 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 no, you too wild. No. Y'all didn't see wild. Y'all seen this nigga did this. I responded with the warranted response for me. Then I went back to having a great day. My day's fine now. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, you can have your bad five minutes. You can have maybe one bad day, but not two in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, why does... Trusting different people, you know, like allow more folks to because that's too many support you. It's too many now. Then I think that's when you take on so much from other people. Does he have a third friend? Um, not friend. It's I feel like if I trust you, like if I trust you, I give you a little bit of power, 
And now you have the power to control that good day. I would argue that I don't think trusting somebody gives gives them power. I think it's like your expectations. Yeah. And if you like ruminate or you like move on, like you're saying. I mean, like I can I can trust somebody, you know, I've I've trusted folks in business and life and they've let me down, but I moved on. I built that muscle where it's like I can allow folks in with boundaries still, you know, like with understanding that like this might not be the best thing in the world. We could have some some kind of beef in like a month. But like I'm glad I allowed myself the experience and the chance. And um, by, by knowing that, like, hey, I could mess a friendship up, they could mess it up, like, this week, but I allow myself, like, a chance to meet new people, like, build new things. Like, it can be, it can be an ongoing thing. You know? I think you're, like, you're so, I wouldn't say just realistic, and I wouldn't say just pessimistic, but you are so kind of, like, in that space where it's, like, there's no chance to, like, think about things being better in the future. Mm. It just is. Because I- I'm so worried about the right now. I, I think I grew up with with so much. Everybody was worried about wasn't that like? I think I, I think mm-hmm. no. I think you're worried about getting hurt in the future, being disappointed in the future that you can't enjoy the good right now. I think I, mm-hmm. when you were speaking, it reminded me of people who are like, I'm afraid to let this person in. What if they hurt me? Um, I'm I'm jealous or paranoid. I'm checking his phone because he might be cheating, and it's like. If he if you find out he's cheating later, this wasn't the relationship for you. But you being paranoid and checking his phone in the moment, it's not fixing anything. Mm. Be open to like being vulnerable at the end of the day. So yes, this person might hurt me in the future. Yeah, vulnerability is a huge thing for me. Like, yeah. Yeah, vulnerability is a huge yeah. thing. I think you'll be able to call a lot more people your brothers and sisters if you allow people to let you down and it be okay with that. That I'm going to give Travis a chance to be my brother. He may fuck it up, but there's also a chance you could call me your brother one day. Even your real brothers and sisters let you down, disappoint oh, you. Oh, yeah, they get cut the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. you know? I, got, I got like three siblings. I don't, I don't fuck for that very reason. It's like, like, hey, you'll get a bit more leeway than the average person because we are blood. We're a family. Mm-hmm. But, but you also get, you get judged at a higher level because we are family. You get what I'm saying? Like, I think back to when I was married and uh, we were heavy in the church. And at the time we got married, that was, like, we weren't the only young married couple in the church. Like, the the pastor's daughter, and, um, youngest daughter, they had got married and they were, like, two years older than me. Then, you know, some a lot of the kids, the black people my age that I grew up with, we all got married within, like, a year and a half of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, to where you looked and you were like, Oh, wow, there's like eight, nine married couples here. Was now, this connected to the church environment, culture? I think we all grew up and seen it. Like, it wasn't pressed upon us, mm. but no one was like, are y'all sure? Mm. This is what y'all ready for? It was like, celebrate. Oh, they're getting engaged. Ah, oh, you know, y'all gonna get married now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, even, even in that, even in that like group of eight or nine of us, I want to say it was like nine of us, like nine married couples, was like, what? You got all nine married couples all under the age of like 25. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's no counsel. No one is telling us how to keep this thing going. We don't even have an adult brain until we're like 25 years old. So if, so we're sitting there, and I remember... Now, it's just me. I've never been the go with the grain person. Right? So the church I grew up in, I, I think I, the, 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 the fans know, but I'll tell y'all, like, if you don't know, I'm churchy. I, my biological father's a pastor. 
I grew up in the church. Grandmother's super church. Churchy is me and mm-hmm. me is churchy. Okay. I'll break out in a preaching moment, a sex, singing. Mm-hmm. Everything I do is somehow related back to the church and what I learned in the church. Mm-hmm. Even being as great of a host as I am is because mm-hmm. I grew up watching pastors my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up in that, you I'm still me. I still was the gangbanger. I still was the kid that was outside Monday through Saturday, wilding shit up. <laughs> So when I, you know, when I was getting my life right, or that's the, I thought, I was in the church and I'm married and they put a lot on me. I was supposed to be the youth pastor. I was supposed to be the one that saved the youth and all that. I'm like. But you were still in this juxtaposition that you Right. Mentioned. And I'm like, I'm with that though. I'll give you that. I give a fuck about the kids. If, the, it, if you want me to fucking care, let it be about black queer people. Mm. Let it be about black women or make it about these black fucking kids. I will stop what I'm doing. What do you need? I will fuck. What do y'all need? That's my thing. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's save the kids. Well, you got you to gotta start dressing like a pastor. What the fuck does a pastor dress like? Oh, you want me to wear a three-piece suit? Well, I'm uncomfortable in that. I don't get to be me in that. You want me or you want... You get what I'm saying? So there's always a... These, these, these splits start to grow more and more and more and more. But these are people that I grew up with and, you know... We're all these married couples and we're hanging out all the time. We're like, we're doing like the shit you see on TV. Like, oh, guys, we're going here and we're going here. And, and you know, the text messages will be like, we're going to have a time in Christ. And, you know, what I mean? it's just like <laughs> super fucking churchy. And it's like, I right, cool. And all that. And you have that brother. That's my bro. Bro, sis, that's just until me and my ex-wife started having real issues. And splitting apart began to be a very real thing mm-hmm. oh then you see uh-uh that's not the church no that's god don't want that mm-hmm. well y'all not giving us no advice and we got to figure this out so we doing this mm-hmm. and it wasn't how they treated me because i'm me you I be, it's i'm me i'm being me it was how they treated her when we split they 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 isolated her and they ostracized her and i said oh I see what's going on here. It's the cult-like mentality. And because we didn't live up to this vision, now we're the, we're the outcast. Shun me all you want. I'm going to be fine. Y'all, y'all niggas, five, six years later, y'all still doing the same thing y'all doing, still playing in the same building you playing it. I'm fucking touching stages in every city. Mm. Names on billboards. I told y'all I was going to happen. Y'all should have listened. I'm good. You, that don't affect me. But it let me know you got to watch these motherfuckers. You got to watch these it's motherfuckers. It's conditional. Yeah. You got to watch these motherfuckers. Nobody loves you unconditionally. And Tell I'm an unconditional loving type of nigga. So what's funny is I, I grew up super churchy too. Right? Um, I went to a military academy. I was 18, supposed to graduate in 2020. Right? I ended up getting in trouble at the academy. Um, and I'll tell you why the story matters in a second. Um, I had a girl in my bed. It was a big thing in the military. No fraternization. Exactly. Up until that point, I was the president of the gospel choir. Um, I was like very involved in the church. Um, And I thought I had, you know, a bunch of black officers Mm -hmm. who like were in my corner, who Mm -hmm. like, you know, speak to me kindly, who would counsel me. I went to some of their houses, which is hard to find at the academy because it's it's like 6% black, right? And so the church was to an extent like, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I knew that when I got in trouble, like, they had me, like, I, you know, folks would, like, check on me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I was the president in the choir. I figured I'd be involved in some way until I get pulled in and told, like, right. not only should you not be a part of this choir anymore, um, not be, like, the leader, you probably just, should, just shouldn't come to church no more. Like, mm. don't show up because you make things look bad for the younger folks who are trying to come to the church. I mean, and then, like, all the friends that I had in the choir who were, like, working with me, um, I have two friends out of, like, probably 10 mm. who I still speak to to this day. But the rest, like, you could, like, snap your fingers and they were gone. You know what I mean? So my my church hurt is is super real. Um, but I've I've been back to church. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've I've built I, I would say I've built new friends off of a desire to understand spirituality. Yeah. And like to to understand like whatever my stance on a higher power ends up being, you know what I mean? But I would be I would be a lot more upset and like bitter if I didn't have anything after that chapter. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't, like, give myself a chance to, like, to be mad, to say whatever, to, like, heal, and to eventually, like, get back outside and, like, find what makes sense for me. Mm. I wonder, like, I wonder how you would feel about that situation if you use what you learned from that shit, right? And know, like, people put on appearances, people front, people fake, people do whatever. Um, and I, <laughs> I despise people who, like, brand themselves as Christians, mm. but it's about the brand and not about like the actual word, the relationship with God, like showing up in love. You know, there's what I mean? a bunch of Christians, I, and I don't know how involved y'all are in charge, but like that. My thing is, there's always so there's so many Christians, but there's so little people who have an actual relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. But there are people who do who have that. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. so it's like if I hadn't found a way to kind of keep going and like find that next chapter, the final story would be I committed to Christ. You know. All this stuff, you know, I was trying to be active in the church and they played me. And now it's kind of like, you know, I learned my lesson. Like, I don't do, I don't do that like super churchy stuff. It's just not me. Um, I'm not big on any of that, but I know my folks so I can call to pray for me. I can talk to God right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like a much better kind of like point for me to be at than where I was. Have you, have you guys ever, have you guys ever, suffered maybe corporately have you guys ever suffered like a a betrayal like that yeah (laughs) well i'm thinking of when you talk about how the church kind of turned more specifically on your partner who's a woman which i would like to point out that a lot of women stay in relationships because their comeback is a lot harder than a man Mm -hmm. more often than not a man could remarry to someone much younger start a whole new family, be accepted into the church, into the community, into everything. And women are kind of like seen yeah. as used and yeah. done. Yeah. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, but in relationship to like corporate, well, I'm an educator. Um, I was a fourth grade teacher. But like you, I show up as me. I, I wear Jordans to work with blazers and I wear my Afro and I've had short hair. When it was short, it was green, it was blue. And... That put a lot of imposter syndrome on me. Like, I can't be that and be an educator. Then I started pole dancing. And that's like, <gasps> you teach children, you can't be a sexual person at all. Mm. As if both couldn't be true. Like, I have a degree. Mm-hmm. I have a master's degree in education. But I pole dance, so it negates that. So I, I've experienced that and, like, trying to be my authentic self. Multifaceted, um, multidimensional. Right. But some people don't accept it. That makes sense. Mm. 
Yeah, for me, I'll be honest, it hasn't. Um, in my relationship with church, you know, I grew up Catholic, and my relationship was with my grandmother. And then when she passed away, I just didn't have the desire to pursue it anymore. Um, and then now I'm just more so like, I believe in being a good person for the sake of being a good person, not because a book told you to. Right there, right? Believe in being a good person for the sake of being a good person. I think my issue with a lot of things is the projection of niceness, right? Like everybody's an, everybody wants to be a nice guy. Like, you know, you, you date a woman. Obviously, you guys don't know. Uh, it's been a while. Um, but like, you know, being in a dating world, women are always quick to ask, oh, you're a nice guy, you're a nice guy, you're a nice guy. And they're always, oh, there's a lot of things I say that bug people out. But it's like, I don't give a fuck about being nice. That's not my business. I'm not in the, that you wear that. This, in, in the same way we wear these clothes. And the minute, what, the minute our shirt begins to stink or the minute it gets a little sweaty or there's a stain on it, what do we do? We take it off. Same thing. The minute niceness doesn't work for you anymore, you take it off kind of like a, I don't know if y'all watch The Boys. Well, um, Wait, you, you, I, I didn't get the, the latest new season. season. No, no, but okay. like if you <laughs> Homelander, right? Yeah, yeah, he's the projected superhero. He wears the American flag. He's nice. That motherfucker's not a good person. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. In the minute it doesn't benefit him anymore, he takes it off. I don't ever want to be that person. I don't. I'm not worried about being a nice guy. I'm not worried not about being a bad guy. But not all people who are outwardly considered nice people are like that. There are people who are really genuinely nice. Like I believe that. My goal and what I want my children's goal is to just be kind people in general. And I don't think that a person who says that is, oh, they're not really nice. But I, I, think, ba- I think bad, I think, because what's, what's the opposite of nice? Mean? I think mean people can be some of the best people in the world. It's all, it's all about the way society deems it, right? Like, oh, I don't, like talking about black women, for example. Oh, she got an attitude. No, motherfucker, you bothering her. Like, <laughs> oh, resting bitch face. It's called resting. <laughs> she is resting. Leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even just as a man, just like being a man, Um, you know, I don't know what it is. Because like, I don't think anyone ever told me to do it, but it's just like ingrained in us. It's like, smile. It's like, what? I have that problem like, so much. You, you feel like how dumb you sound telling somebody, why don't you smile? <laughs> so who did something? And now, like, obviously, I'm a host and I interact with people. So I'll, I'll laugh and joke with women, like, who did something to you? I'll fuck them up. But <laughs> it's a lot different from saying, why don't you put a smile on that face? <laughs> you, you sitting over here looking mean. You want nobody to talk to you? No, she I'm, doesn't. I'm so aware of it being in corporate America because can't be an angry black man walking around a bunch of white people. So, right. And with that deep ass voice, people are intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> So she she's always reminding me, like, remember you're a black man, right, right, uh, yeah, and don't look so mean and why I just, not? I just, be, I just be chilling. Why it's, not? And, I, and my rest, I mean, my resting bitch face is happy. <laughs> I like that, but but why not? Why can't we have the space to be angry? I mean, the shit that happens to us should anger us. I think we should all have every right to be angry. Don't dispute that. I think. um Going back to like you were talking about like nice versus kind, right? Mm-hmm. My thing is like I don't always care. I try to be nice sometimes, but I don't care about being nice. There's too much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to be kind. Like nicest surface levels, like hey, how you doing? 
Um, and nice could also be like, oh, like, hey, smile, but you like harassing that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But it's nice, right? But if you, <laughs> I ain't calling no bitch. <laughs> but if you're like, if you're kind, <laughs> if you're kind and you're mean mugging, but um, I mean, shit, I'll give you an example. I was walking down um down Lewis like a few weeks back. Um, I was grumpy, headphones on, carrying groceries, walking back. And, big um, reason to be grumpy, you know. Um, I see this dude across the street, like wilding on his woman like contact was made and so like without any of any of us smiling like three or four black men myself included walked across the street and just like stood there and when he when she went into the restaurant we just stood there i think one dude was like nah like don't do that shit Mm. like we were not nice but that was like the kind thing to do Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like like the niceness is i mean the niceness you would have went over there well, what's going on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> and like, now she doesn't feel safe because yeah. now, now, now there's five niggas mm-hmm. trying to tell her, you just calm down. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And I mean, I think like niceness plays to white supremacy. Like they want us to be like nice. Um, they don't care if we're kind because nice is like, it's civil. It's not threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no so there's no risk of you wilding out and embarrassing somebody or scaring somebody or showing them like maybe you actually are smarter than they think they are. You know what I mean? Um, so no, I don't ever ascribe to like yeah, and then niceness for women is being ladylike mm-hmm. is like niceness, and it's like mm, I'm not a lady. I don't a even like rule. being called a lady, honestly. Yeah, it's a tool of oppression. Exactly. So don't be burping. I mean, farting. Don't be farting. That's all I say. Be a lady. I'd be like, don't fart in front of me. Oh, you talking nasty. to me? You like looked at me? No, no, no. I clear about it. I clear my throat, No, I just be like, I hate all that shit. But they'd be like. All right, as long as you don't fart around me, it's good. Like I don't want to, I don't want to smell nothing coming out my woman. Last night we was cuddling. She's like, "Baby, I got a fart." I was like, "It's all right, baby, just go." On you? She, <laughs> I was cuddling. It her. was as soon as he held me, so I was like, "Damn, babe, I got a fart." He goes, "Fuck it." <laughs> that is love, right? That's love, love. Don't fart on me. It's not like she, it's she in Dutch oven. You were just so tired, and you just yeah, didn't want to change your position. You were like, "Whatever." It's a little warmer. But then some, <laughs> some women with the pressure of being ladylike wouldn't even say anything. And now you have a trap gas in your stomach. You're in a lot of pain, you know, all because you want to be ladylike. You know what I mean? Just hang your butt off the bed, please. <laughs> Just hang your butt off the bed for me. And I would, but he literally like grabbed me. So I kind of was in a position where I had to say something. <laughs> Yeah, would you fun. prefer I just said, excuse me, babe, I'll be right back. Yes. Go far in the bathroom. Yes. That's weird. <laughs> Not really. I remember I used to date this girl, and I would every time we took a nap or something. You I seen get the way her eyes jump? <laughs> that's the double standard that we still like each other. Podcast. He said I used to date this woman. The fuck? Since when? She looks at since fucking when? No, I'm I'm being an active listener. <laughs> um, I used to go brush my teeth and then go back in the bed with her, and she'd be like, "Why the fuck are you doing that? It's weird." Brushing your teeth before bed? No, like while we wake, I wake up before her. I didn't want her to like smell your morning breath. breath. Not that it shit. You getting this morning breath child. <laughs> nah, I don't give a fuck. Just, yeah. Look, I bet you want the other side, right? Like, this, this stink mouth nigga. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess, Mikhail, what is what's the goal? Right? Like, what's the goal? Like you use your writing and your writing has been used for so many things. What is your goal with it though? I think I'll speak on on two different goals. I think I have a goal for myself, right, so I can show up better and help folks better than I have a goal for, like, everybody who reads my stuff. I think 
the goal for myself is, like I said before, to just kind of come back to a healthy space, um, to like keep healing from what I've gone through, and to like to feel good enough to make other people and feel loved and to build like the lasting relationships so to heal in that way. And I think my goal for everyone who reads my work, for everyone who knows who I am is for us to all like heal like a little bit more. There's so much, so much conflict, like on a personal level is like, I have my trauma and now you do something and it's not any malice involved. You could have your own trauma or be defending yourself. I think you have to defend yourself. Now we're escalating. Now we're fighting. Now, you know, I'm now triggered. we're triggered. Now we're mad. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's like if we were all like a little bit more healed, everybody who I bump into on the train, everybody who I see and like look at the wrong way or whatever else, if we all were in a somewhat better space, it leads to a better world. So it's like if I can push people to be like a little more self aware, um, a little more kind to themselves, a little more trusting in like the power of healing, you know, for example, I think it's a better world. Um, and I want that. I feel like it's so f- not funny. Like I'm, I'm, you have to be intentional with your words, right? And I think sometimes as like, just as a grammatical crutch or especially in like media, some, some, some hosts will be like, it's funny you said that because as a segue, but it's <laughs> yeah, not I funny you said that. I, I, it struck me because that's exactly what I felt whenever I read, like, and I'll just sometimes I'll, I don't know if I said this to you when we met in person in, in Brooklyn, um, Sometimes I just go to your Instagram and just read. I'll just read. And I'll, I'll go to your Twitter and just be like, all right, what did he say today? I'm like, all right, yo. All right, cool. And sometimes I needed it. Sometimes I didn't know I needed it and needed it. Sometimes it wasn't for me. And it that's not for me, but it's like, this nigga's, this nigga's insight is different. Like, he got, you know, they be a third eye. This nigga got five eyes. <laughs> this nigga got three eyes right here. Like, so I, I, I see it. That means a lot, man. I think I it's it. it's cool too. Like we're very, very different. I'm I'm from the suburbs of Virginia. You know, you're from. I'm from. So I'm technically I'm from the suburbs of New York. I'm from Long Island. I'm just suburban too. That's crazy. Um, they don't like but, to think so. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> My father's from Gowanus, so gotcha. he's from Brooklyn. So I was a little different, a kid on Long Island. But yeah. yeah. But I think it's it's really cool. Like I've been I've been writing for a long time now to see like all types of like very 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 different people, like from folks who are like. Folks who were like very, very, very white, you know, the like folks who were like from the city, like for real, for real, mm-hmm. like everybody in between who can like relate to this. I, I love that. And it kind of reminds me that we have a lot more in common than we do service level. You know, like if we didn't have social media, I didn't know you, you didn't know me. You probably wouldn't see me be like, oh, he's cool. I want him on a podcast. You, you wouldn't think that. You mm-hmm. know? But I love that like creativity can be a vehicle for us to all connect, you know, like by virtue of y'all's conversations, y'all's conversations, um, people who don't think they know you um, or think they have anything in common can like find that common ground. Which I love about, that's what I love about podcasting. That's the very first podcast I ever heard was The Read. So, you know, shout out, prayers, love, every everything, all the nice words. I love you, Kid Fury, so get better, my boy, and feel better. But that was my introduction to, oh, there are people, and I don't, and I, I don't know if it's for us to say as the oppressor or the oppressing people of the community, but I don't think I was ever homophobic. I definitely know I was raised around or raised in a culture of homophobia. I don't think I never seen anything wrong with gay people. 
I never wanted gay people to be. I mean, I partook in jokes and all that, but. So you maybe had some biases, but. Biases, but I don't know if I was. But then again, you'd have to ask the gay people that grew up around me if yeah. I was homophobic or not. But once I discovered the read, and I was like, yo, what they talking about? And like, the first two weeks, I'm not gonna lie to you, the first two weeks, it was such a good product. And it's not by far me saying, you know, if you want to change the world, you have to put out a great podcast. I'm just saying for me, who was already kind of like in the middle, you can't be in the middle about this. When it comes to black people, you got to make a choice. So listen to that podcast. First two weeks was rough. I was like, oh my God, suck a dick, sir. What? Oh. <laughs> it made you uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable. By that second week, I was like laughing with it and... Mm-hmm. Everybody know me. I st- I steal gay lingo all the time. I'm like, honey, boot, I boots. I be saying all the. I say it wrong sometimes, but they be like, get it together. But I owe that all to Fury and Crystal, and you know, just them embracing me. I've hosted Mad Day live shows now, like just them embracing me and understanding that, you know, uh, you gotta you gotta be able to find people where they're at. Instead of always expecting them to meet you where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what podcasting's always been for me, a quest to have bigger conversations. Even with the first podcast I had, He Man Woman Hates Club, like I was saying some shit on there. It was, it was, it was hectic. What was the name? It was the He Man Woman Haters Club. Okay. So I can, I can imagine. Yeah, it was pretty You chose that name? Yeah, I love Little Rascals. That's all it was. It was an ode to Little Rascal. The yeah. music was from the Little Rascal and everything. But whenever anybody was here, they'd be like, you hate. I'm like, you didn't have a childhood. <laughs> but it was definitely a place where, like, you know, ignorance was uh, ignorance was heavy in doses. Shout out to growth. Shout out to growth. You had to shake that off to be who you are now. So. Sure. I mean, you had to, right? But even in there, there was conversation I was looking to have. And I'm like, well, let's bring this person on. Bring this person on. And you know what I mean? So... Even to where we're at now, the journey to have the conversation is why we're here, right? And like even just saying, I'm like, that's what I've always felt like my superpower with podcasting is like, I can have the best conversation with no matter who's in the room. Let's challenge it. All right, boom. So, all right, we got them and I like the way they're talking. And then I know I never talked talk to Mikhail, but I know he's right. Like, let's put him in. Let's let's mix up. Let's do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have the conversation. This, these are going to probably be some of the best conversations people, people have, have heard. People have to be flexible and open, though. Like, I'm okay with meeting you where you are if you're open to taking in what the topic is and you're flexible. Because there's certain people that are stuck in their ways and it's draining. Yeah. Um. Like, I know, like, when I went to college and I really got in tune with my blackness as a Dominican person... I felt like I had to tell all my Dominican family members about how racist they were and mm-hmm. I had to push and push. That's not my job. Mm. I'm willing to have the conversation if they're open, mm-hmm. but if they're not and they're resisting, I got to protect my peace. Mm-hmm. I don't have to convince you of anything you're not ready to be convinced about. So, I mean, I definitely realized that like in the whole, I don't even know what to call the shit, right? Like as the person they're talking about, I like when they say it, but like, you know, allyship and, mm-hmm. you know, showing up for people. I just, that's why I refer to it. I just show up for black people. <laughs> um, But in that, I remember being like, there was a switch that went off. And I remember like, and it, it happened um, when I listened to the Solange uh, 
what's what's this lunch? Uh, Cranes in the Sky. What's the album? What's the album? Seat uh, at the table. See that when I listen to Seat at the table, I don't know what it is. Once again, this is not me saying if you want to change things, you have to put out a product. I'm just saying for me, when I heard Seat at the table, I said I get it. Not everything. I don't get everything because I'm not a woman. Fubu was my I, shit. I get it. That's I was all. like, I listened to that album and was like, I get it. And I'm going to show up for black women mm-hmm. every day from this day forward this way. Like, I'm going to be the same way y'all willing to die for us. I'm going to be willing to die for you. I got you. If a black woman see me, I, if me and it's a thousand other niggas, if she see me, I want her to know she's safe. I was committed to that. Then I remember running around to my niggas. Yo, Nick, you gotta die. You gotta slump. Love these women better. Niggas <laughs> like, bro, what are you talking about? Nah, Nick, you not fucking nah. Like, they not hearing me. Yeah. But when I left their ass alone and they seen how women reacted to me and, they, and reacted to them, and then they seen, you know, when we would go out, you see the fan, you know, we gotta be honest. You, there's a fan base. And we're out and I'm being me and we're being niggas mm-hmm. and I'm being the mouse you know me as. But they're like, yo, why are these women coming up to take pictures with you? And they don't look like, not everyone looks like the last one. Mm-hmm. You want to listen? And from there, I see some change. Some gradual, these niggas are still niggas. But I see <laughs> gradual changes in the thought yeah. process. And I'm like, that's how you change it. Same thing with black queer people. I just make space. I, I, I don't, I, I just make space for them. And I let you know, hey, you're seen, you're heard, you're loved. I got you. I'll try to do the same thing. Nigga, get that gay shit out of here, nigga. Mm-hmm. You're working for the, 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 the agenda. Shut your stupid asses up. Yeah, like we but I was opening myself up to that mm-hmm. shit because I'm over here trying to tell these niggas about some shit that they didn't ask me about. But now, you sit back and you're like, I just watched the gradual change. Niggas texting me like, yo, bro, I was watching P-Valley, nigga. That's what <laughs> Why these niggas wildin', bro? Why niggas can't just watch P-Valley, bro? <laughs> and I'm like, three years ago, these niggas would have been like, pause, bro. I ain't watching it. Uh-huh. I, I still say pause. I don't want nobody to get confused. Yeah. Still say it. But I'm just saying like, you, you watch the gradual change. So it's like, I get it. But I do want to ask y'all the same question I asked him, right? What's the goal where we still like, like each other? Because like, like I spoke about last week, I think you guys are super important. And, and and like super necessary. But what is your goal with we still like each other? I think for us it's, you know, you get married and then the pessimism starts. Everyone's just like, all right, you got a year in, wait till two, wait till three, wait till five. And it's like they keep moving the goalposts, right? So you hit that mark, but they're like, oh, well, you got to get 10 in, then you'll really know what we're you going. You won't be happy anymore. The honeymoon stage You'll will stop end. having sex or stuff like that. So we're just here to show that you could be young in love and go through shit and work through it and still like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's why. Which we is don't. intentional, right? Like why you said the word like, right? And yeah, then say love. Not love. Yes. Because mm-hmm. there's people that I'm no longer with that I still have love for. But and I don't. I didn't wince. This is crazy. <laughs> this couldn't be me. Um, or some shit like that would have flipped the table. <laughs> and you know, I'm every day. I'm eagerly excited to get home. Like I, yeah. we just moved to Jersey. I'm still working Midtown. I'm like, I'm on the first bus back to Jersey because yeah. I can't wait to get back to my wife, who I like a lot. She's my best friend. So that's the goal to show that we go through shit. We tell some of our old stories. Some of them, even th- new stories, we still go through things. Yeah, and. Here, I want to before you end. I'm, saying, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay before, because I just don't want to forget it. Mm-hmm. It just looks like harder oh, women don't get to no. say. I'm coming back, <laughs> I want to ask all three of y'all. Y'all are good people, I can tell, but y'all have this 
there's an outward facing thing about y'all where people will see y'all and be like, they're nice or they're good or whatever the case may be. Are y'all worried? I'm not because clearly that's not my brand. Um, but <laughs> with you guys, are y'all ever worried about being perceived as anything other than nice? Like, and I, and I think that's the only word I'm using because that's all I have. But like, I think we know what we're we're all talking about, right? Like when people see y'all, like, sure, the thing you guys are doing in media is new, but you guys are creating a fan base. Um, you have a fan base, and your brand is kind of even though your brand is like vulnerability and openness, it's still from a very specific point. Are y'all ever worried about having certain issues, or arguments, or things that come out where it'd be like, oh, Mikel is not who I thought he was. <laughs> or, what's your last names? White men. Say it again? White men. White men. You really are Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have took her last name. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 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 If, if the last name was White men. We've had conversations about that, too. Yeah. She, do, was the first it. night we met, she clowned me about my last name, and then she couldn't wait. It's literally spelled like White, 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 white Man. man. You know, in my studio, I'd be like, so, so the whites over there. <laughs> but the white men's like, like is, are y'all right ever here. worried about that? Like, the white men's aren't who we thought they were, or Mikel, oh, I seen him out. And he, like, are y'all ever worried about that? Like, especially somebody like you, where I know, like I said, I'm not even just speaking it over you. I know there's going to be brand deals. And like, because, like, there's Deval and Kadeem. And then the next thing I can think of is you guys. And it's not done in the same essence. You get what I'm saying? It's like, it's very specific to you guys and the niche audience you're building. So I see the brand deals, the target deal. I see it. I see it. You already have these brand deals and these interactions. And so are you guys ever worried about that in comparison to who you show up to as that day? Man, I I would say um, I do worry about it at times, right? And I think it's just my human nature. I I want people to think that I am who I say I am. I want to I want to genuinely be like kind to people, and if I can be nice to people, I want to, I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize though, like you got to be pretty active, you know, on social media, like outside. Like there are moments when, like, I'm just like minding my business, headphones, and somebody's like, "Hey, are you you Michelle C. Clark?" I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man, you know, I'm Maybe sleep deprived, whatever else. Um, <laughs> but um. I realized that I was putting so much pressure on myself, like to appear a certain way and to like not say how I felt. Somebody came on me crazy in the comments. Um, I was like trying to hold so much in that I was starting to kind of wild out in private a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was, I was getting angry more often. Um, I was like kind of going overboard and my fight or flight was like all out of whack. You know what I mean? So for me, I think I want to be, I want to be real about who I am and um, I, I don't ever want to be in a space where people think that I'm like always nice or always kind or always happy or always positive because I'm human. You know what I mean? And I think like that is the, like that's the healthy space. You start trying to like put on these fronts 24 um, seven. You're not going to have too much longevity, whatever you do, because that's, that's exhausting. Mm. So that's, that is like my new comfortable space. And the work for me is, um, you know, I was raised in the church. I was raised by a black military family. Um, everything appearance-based you can think of, like, I was brought up to be like that. Mm-hmm. Part of why I dress. Mm-hmm. You know, you said, like, a nice guys because, like, that's that's part of how I was raised. Mm-hmm. That's why I get out some more now. You know, mm-hmm. that's not the point. But, um, not yeah, I think... Shit. Talk your shit. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> Fly guy. You know, trying to be like you when I grow up, man. Um, 
that's moonwalking, baby. But. Going backwards. <laughs> Look, I love that part of the black. I love being black. That's my favorite part of being a black man. You see each other. Hey, Boy, man. I just try to be man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could never take the compliment. That's, that's how. I, that's how I end it all. If I get to, if I get too tired, I'm like yeah, you right, you right, you right. That could be a whole podcast just going back and forth and having black man offs. Um, but you know um, we're not going to pay. We're not going to pay for that. Up. That's the next week episode. <laughs> right. Jay, uh, make sure you leave that on the editing room floor, okay? <laughs> um, but now, nah, man, just realizing I can't always put on this appearance. I just got to be myself. And trying to make myself like an actually nice person so it comes off that way. Trying to put on the front, it's just not good for anybody. What about you guys? I feel like the opposite. I feel like we're so authentic, we're so ourselves, that our worry is too raw and too real for brand deals and all that stuff. Like, we've even had conversations of like, should we have a separate, like, family YouTube that's more clean cut? We don't curse, we don't talk about sex, we don't do this, because... Can this grow? Are people going to be too afraid to work with us because we're just too honest? Yeah, if I struggle. Could, if I could interject yeah. um, real quick, I that think... Good, that was a good... Uh, you could tell you grew up in a church. S-A-T's. Because <laughs> he enunciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. enunciated is very... If, if, if I may. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. Um, I would say for me, like I've been I've been doing this, meaning like brand new sponsorships, whatever, for a long time now. Um it's about the people who feel you first. And um, like I heard the conversation y'all had last week and it was a really real conversation. Like there were real perspectives. It wasn't dressed up. It was honest. I don't care about hearing what people think that I should hear about them. I want to hear the real, I can't relate to what somebody's making up to look good, mm-hmm. you know? And like at the end of the day, sponsors come and go, like the deals kind of come, you lose some deals, you get some big, mm-hmm. it's like, Y'all, if by y'all being willing to have the real conversation in public, um, that's where, like, the real love comes in. Like, that's the longevity. Because you can, like, cause a spectacle and be nice and be, like, <laughs> idealized whenever, but, like, it's not going to move the needle. Yeah, no. Nobody needs to hear that. Yeah, and I think that's part of our mission when you asked about our goal is about being open, honest, vulnerable, Um I feel like our problems, sometimes we think they're unique or we'll tell a story and then people message us like, we've been going through the same thing. We just, it was a roadblock for us. And now listening to this conversation, we're better equipped to deal with it and move past it. And it be a learning experience versus this could possibly end us. Um, So yeah, the opposite. I'm I'm worried that we're too authentic in a way that it's going to make us a, what's the word? Like when brands are afraid to work with you because you're a loose cannon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mouse nose. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a dirty day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, was, that was dirty. That, that, that was some that was some white man shit. <laughs> Should have never told you. Never told you. <laughs> yeah. You got to change No, but no, definitely. I I I know it. So that's why I'm asking because I I care so much about about that thought process because it's like I've I've done it since day one because I had to. I knew coming in I wasn't going to be the guy that brands would initially or immediately or even eventually be like, yes, Mm -hmm. I'm handsome, I dress nice, but that's literally all it, that's where it stops. (laughs) The minute I open my mouth, "Uh uh-uh, gotta take it back. (laughs) And I've dealt with this big brands, big companies, media companies where, you know, I've auditioned and been the guy that was on everyone's storyboard and it was on, we gotta get mousing and they got mousing and the higher ups were like, no, we got to go with the safe guy. Mm-hmm. We got to go with this guy. This 
this is the guy that's not going to scare the money off. Or this yeah. guy not going to scare the people. And it's like, okay. So, yeah. so do you push through that? Or I have do no you... choice. Okay. I got two kids, bro. No, what this, I'm this saying is, is do, you, do you conform? Like, no, hey. that's what I'm saying. I have to push through. So I've had to make, I've had to, I've had to just trust the people. I've had to always trust the people. Um, so like specifically when it comes to social media, I've, I've never cared to be a social media influencer. I just use social media the way I have to show people I have a discernible talent mm-hmm. that you should and then see and hire me for. So very much I'm still a traditional talent mm-hmm. where I'm not, you know, I don't go and do social media things. I say, okay, hey, I use I put what I've done, I put it here. And then I allow people to consume it. And social media is just like the commercial for me to be, hey, we should get this guy to do this. So when you look at me, you're like, so when you look at me and, and everybody on social media knows who I am, but you look at me and it's like, oh, he only got 50,000 followers. He's not verified. And it's like. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, about nothing ahead. Because I didn't... I never sat there and was like, yeah. I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to use we my each Instagram have like, to sell anything. Like a thousand and change followers on our personal accounts. Our our podcast is way more popular than we are. As it should be, though. That's the product, <laughs> right? That's the product. And you guys yeah. live on that. And I, like I said, i such a huge fan of it because it's so necessary. Thank you. It is so necessary to see a marriage. Not a good one. Not a bad one. A marriage. I just want to see it and I don't want to see it and feel like this is like the second take this is like not the real mm-hmm. take like this was they they said cut and redid this mm-hmm. like I see you got I've told this I told him I was like bro you I said I think the very first comment I said to him was like you're a better man than me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she would have said that and we've been looking for divorce papers <laughs> divorce would have been imminent but it's like we have to see that we have to see that you or I mean listen I'm gonna say it, but you already know like the your existence is it, just the same way y'all existence is so important. Your existence is so important for black men. It's so important for black men because it is. It's not only inspirational. It's also a mirror, and that's what I hope to be. Right? I hope to be in this thing we do. If anything else, I hope to be a mirror where you look at me like, oh, I don't like what I see. I got to change it. Like your words act as a mirror. Sometimes it's a mirror that says, hey. You look good as you said you did. But sometimes it's a mirror that says, hey, you got a little something right here. You want to get that? And if you don't get that, you got to be honest with yourself. Say, I'm leaving this here. 
But you don't walk away from this mirror and not say, you don't know this is here. You, you get what I'm saying? It's like, uh, for sure, man. And thank you for that, man. Sincerely. And I, I would say to you, I think you you are that. Like, I think that we all, everybody here serves a different purpose, right? People will look at me and say, he is A, B, and C. I don't, I don't feel that. And that's fine. People might see you and say, like, oh, he he talks more like he looks more like me. He's like raw, he's real, he might wild out, but he's still trying and giving a fuck and like trying to grow. And like you said, like you started in one place and now you're here. Mm-hmm. People who don't care who I am, who probably don't know them, can look at you and say, like, nah, I feel that. Like I see him around the city, like I, I appreciate and I see his growth. And if he can do that shit, like I can too. So you you are as much of a mirror as anybody else here. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, look at this. It's so nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> look, Jay over there shaking her head the whole podcast. Yeah, so Jay is usually my, uh, I could tell if I'm doing a good job, if we're having a good podcast, if she's doing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kids, our legacy, mm-hmm. how important is that to the work you're doing? It's everything um, to me. Um, I would say... My life changed when I got married, but my life changed, changed when I knew I, that we had a kid coming. Um, I think Yeah, that, I got married over the pandemic. Yep, yeah. Okay. 2020. Um, knew we were having a kid. What year is this? At the time of 2022. Okay. Um, like that, that was the battery in my back to like really like find that next level and that new chapter for myself. Um, but for me, it's like I think so much the healing that I see is like is through multiple generations. You know, like by me having a kid and having a father in my life, like the the perspective changes. And so I think like for everything that I do now, like, yes, I want to live a fantastic life. I want my name in lights. I want best-selling books. I want like a comfortable life. You're going to have it. And after all that, like when all that is said and done, like when I'm like retired, retired, living a quiet life, I want my daughter to be able to say like, my dad put me in position to live a happy life. Like he and my mom did the work to like heal and do better. You know what I mean? And like, again, it goes back to like wanting everybody to be a bit more healed um, and to just like live a, a somewhat happier, like more joyful life. You know what I mean? Like that is, that is the, the, the most direct way to do it is by raising the next generation. And so I think for me, it'll always be like, there's more to life, but I would say raising the kid like really is. Mm. What about you? You guys got two. Ooh. You guys like me. I got two. Listen. Yeah. Real quick, you instantly made me think. One of our first videos, like um, short videos that got traction, was us saying, we come first before the children. And then we joked and said, like, fuck them kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the the truth to that is, what us being good is going to trickle down to our children. Like, the main reason we prioritize us is because that's going to make us the best version of ourselves for our children. Our children are going to grow up and leave the nest. And the example we set as grown adults is what they're going to take on to their future families and their relationships. So everything we do is going to benefit our children. It's so important. And we want them to see that we chose happiness, not we we stood together because it looks good, because the church says so. Or because we have this podcast and we're goals and we have to stay together. No, we were actively working to be happy for one another. Yeah, do you know how I, I'm not going to put it in the atmosphere. But we used to like each other. 
But listen. Or we still like each other podcast with a divorced couple. Ooh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Just, I'm just saying, it's a spinoff, not for y'all, because we're going to spare together. Somebody else would be. But if y'all get, you know what I mean? Brandon. It's on the table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just want, I just want executive. Last, last week, um, Mac asked us, like, who did you look up to um, as a kid? Like, who are your, your goals? Yeah. And neither of us could really name anyone because we didn't really have any. Like, my parents divorced when I was young. And there's no real successful marriages. And I mm-hmm. think if there's any goal of mine that I want to do as a doing this podcast as a father is that I want my kids to be able to look at us as like, all right, this is how you maneuver through relationships and eventually marriage. Mm-hmm. And if I can do that, then I'll be happy. You know? And not to be us. Not to try to live up to what we do, but at least the core of it, of respecting each other and supporting each other and being happy, that's what I want my kids to take. Not that they have to be married, not that they have to be children. I mean, have children, but just the foundational respect and love and support of one another. I think that's super important. It's funny when you say you don't have any examples. Like, I remember there was so much of my life, not so much, there was a part of my life where I felt stuck in the middle between the man who birthed me and the man who raised me. To this day, I still deal with that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's my daddy issue, where (laughs) you ever heard the phrase, like, mama's boy? If the man who raised me, that's, if I, I'll just say that to preference it, he's my dad. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm I'm always talking about. So my dad, if he says it, I'm doing it, or mm-hmm. at least I'm listening. Even though I don't do it, I'm still me. But it's like my dad says it; it's gold. My mom said, "I'm like mm, whatever." <laughs> it's like my mom knows, and he's not my blood. My mom always jokes. She's like, "If something happens with me and your dad, I know you're going with you." I said, "Yes." At my big age, Miles, I gotta cut you off because Uh-oh. we thought we might have bumped heads because you know, right? We're a lot alike. See, this is what I'm, I'm also the eldest. Yes. My dad, that I talk about my dad, mm-hmm. married my mom when I was six. Wow. He's also my dad. Are anything you like my says, multiverse me? Anything he, <laughs> says, anything he says goes yes. before my mom. Yes. Like, huh. that's my... If my mom knows that, my mom literally says, if something happened with me and my dad, with her and my dad, she knows where I'm going. I'm like, mm-hmm. so you better keep it together yep. <laughs> if you like me. But that's my dad, right? But there was a portion in my life where um, I was very confused because I was so much not like him mm. and I was trying to be like him. And, you know, the cautionary tales he would tell me didn't come across as cautionary because I'm not his blood. You know, just certain mm. things hit different. Mm-hmm. So when he's telling me these things, I'm like, where are you was in the streets? Oh, you was the <laughs> man? So now I'm like, I don't even hear the jail part. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I'm going outside. I'm be the best. Yeah. I'm be the best at everything you was the worst at. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me not to do it. Yeah. But I went and did it because I wanted to be so much like him. And I wanted him to look and be like, my son. But then I had to, and then there was a part of me that like was just like this other nigga who didn't raise me. But I'm like, oh. and there was some good parts, but I, I would run from it. Run from it. I'd be like, get the f- uh-uh. church, get the fuck out of here. I ain't going to that. Pastor, suck my dick. I'm not doing none of that. What? I'm not doing none of that. Yeah. What? He, he don't fight? I'm fighting every day. For me, my daddy issue, the way it changes, I wanted Travis to be like my dad. 
Mm. Like I wanted him to be like him. The, and the, I want every woman not to be like my mother. I'm not Juan. Yeah, yeah. Our arguments have ended and not ended, but he'll be like, "I'm not him. Like I'm not your dad." And I'm like, "Oh shit! I didn't even realize I had those expectations on you." What did that do to you? Um, Are you able to like package that and leave it right there in that argument, or do you sometimes, or has in those times, do you wear it after the argument? Like I'm really not him. No, I I, I kind of leave it where it is. I don't, you know. Like a lot of our arguments, it doesn't like trickle into the next. Um, so for him, I, I do look at him and there's a lot of things I would take from him. He's a very handy guy. <laughs> he la- He's laughed at my hammer before because he's like, this is a woman's hammer. You got the off-white hammer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad came over to hang some. Now, this is this is how everything in my apartment, I hung. I was mm-hmm. very proud of that. All my shelves, my paintings, all of that, I hung it. Except for my TV. I don't play by my TV. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Because I'm, th- I'm a thief. I'll be stealing. I'll mm-hmm. be stores. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to steal this TV, I was like, I'm hanging it. <laughs> but I'm not going to hang it because I don't know if I can steal another one. <laughs> so I was like, Dad, your son needs you. <laughs> and he loves, he's from Brooklyn. So he loves the fact that I'm always in Brooklyn. He loves the fact that Brooklyn loves me the way they do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I hosted Wingate Park, the concert series stuff a few weeks ago. He was like jumping for joy. He's like, my son. So he came over to hang. And he was like, you got a hammer? I'm like, yeah. Got that little ass hammer? He's like, what's this? <laughs> I was like, my motherfucking hammer, yeah. dad. Don't. My dad laughs at his drill and all that. Yeah, well, he just moved and he's like, this place will make you a man now. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, my dad literally was like, no, my uncle, God rest, God, God rest his soul. My uncle was like, I remember he said, uh, your drill is gay. I said, what? He's like, what? He's like bzz, bzz. I said, it's a droo, 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 droo. Yeah. But, um, but that's good to hear because yeah. sometimes as men, you know, we always have this like, Oh, mm-hmm. but we wear shit sometimes. Sometimes shit, le- and it's like, yo, am I like this? And you know what I mean? Like the the, the identity crisis is like we're we're susceptible to it. For we sure. are susceptible to identity crisis, and it happens all the time. We're like, we sometimes we just shut up about it, and you know, sometimes it comes out in the wash, or sometimes it comes out in like you know us having the highest number uh, in uh, suicide rates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it comes out one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. How do we how do we not do that? How do we not wear these things? How do we um mouse, you gotta be vulnerable. You gotta be open to letting oh, wow. people in and love you and it's okay if you get disappointed once in a while. First of all, multiverse mouse, I want you to relax. <laughs> I want you to keep that energy over there in your universe, okay? <laughs> I seen you was about to say so. Yeah, I, I'll jump in. Um, so I had a convo with a friend like a few weeks back about how everybody talks about how patriarchy hurts women, but not men, right? Like mm. we have, oh, it hurts us. Yeah, we have this belief that like we got to hold things in and like not express things outwardly or like appear a certain way, not have a quote unquote gay drill. <laughs> you know what I, don't I mean? Want when it's like it's just it's not realistic. Like you try to put people in two different boxes when we're all like across this like spectrum, broad spectrum of people. You know what I mean? And I think like that to me is like always the bottom line. It's like I am literally Mikel. I'm not like the ideal man's man or whatever else. Like nobody is. They don't exist. You know, so I think the sooner we accept that, like where off we all are. Yeah, the shit is I love, and I said it the other day, I think it was like three weeks ago, we were having a conversation about the reason we brought you guys on, we were just talking about like sex and marriage and things of that, that nature. And I told Mac, I was like, my favorite episodes are the episodes that don't have like a button. Like, like I don't feel like, like this conversation doesn't have a button. There's no way to put a button on the conversation we had today. 
because it just shows how much work needs to be done, how much work has been done, and that there's like, there's a future to this. There's an evolution to this, right? Like, those are my favorite conversations. Conversations you could put a cap on, that's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like pouring water into a cup, then you pour it out. It's just easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, sometimes I struggle because I, I think every episode has to be so unique. Like, I worry about things trickling in, but realistically, it's going to happen. It's, you know, me figuring this podcast space out and learning our rhythm. But I totally agree. You, If you put a cap on it, because it means we can never talk about it again. Yeah. That was, that's what it means in podcasting. Like, yeah. The minute you put a button on it, you can't talk about this thing ever again. You solved it. That's you it. You solved <laughs> it. Yeah. Right? And like, that's what I that's what I love about the type of TV I watch. Like, I watch white woman TV. That's what I call it. <laughs> I, I love, like, white woman TV has a hold over me. Like, I love, like what? for what example, is- Chicago PD. Oh, yes. That's white SVU, woman TV. Um, I watch it. This is a Rest in peace. <laughs> this is us. Um, A Million Little Things. Everything has a 60-minute limit. Mm. Our issue will be done at the end of this episode. <laughs> Love that shit. Because in real life, it's not like that. Yeah. Real life, my story arc. This, the story arc I'm in started six years ago, okay? I'm waiting for this motherfucker to end. I need a new hero. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where are the new heroes? Because this nigga's tired. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I love that shit. I hate podcasts like that. I hate a podcast to be solved. Because now you you make me feel like you know what the fuck you're talking about. You know what we just sounded like this whole episode? We kind of know what we're talking about. We're figuring it out. We're figuring we're it out. It. Like yeah. these are people who are figuring it out and I would like to watch them figure it out. I hate somebody sending me some shit about some nigga I think they know what they're talking about. They're talking at you. Like, yo, you nigga don't understand, bitch. <laughs> well, that's like when you give someone advice, right? But they always end the advice. But, but I don't know what I'm talking about. But I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just in case it fucks up, then you're like, yeah. no, I, I, I say it all the time. I tell people, listen, if you listen to me, that's your choice. Like, this you works probably, for me. I'm I mean, like, y'all probably should listen to me because I give y'all all the advice <laughs> of the shit I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the worst part. That's the worst part about podcasting. I kind of, I laugh with Mac about it all the time because he's an R&B singer. So I'm like, yo, do women ever, like, get mad at you? Or, like, does Chris ever get mad at you because you sing all this shit about, I love you, but you don't live that every day. It's impossible. So do you get just so the same shit with podcasting or being a talking head? Being, you know it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll go over here and I'll talk about this. And it's easy if it's like a socioeconomical issue. I stand by that all day, baby. Mm-hmm. Black first, baby. That's yeah. what I believe. Every day, no matter what time you catch me, yeah. going to be black first. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm committed to Unless it's Chicago PD. If it's Chicago PD. I'm trying to get an SBU. If it's Chicago PD. comes on. Look, I'm, I'm, it's fuck the police till Chicago PD come on. <laughs> oh, child, I be wanting them white people. I be wanting them cops to solve the case. I'm like, come on, boy. You got to violate this nigga's civil rights. He playing with you. <laughs> now I was watching the copagandas. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> I'd be like, lock his ass the fuck up, boy. <laughs> lock him up and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> but no, it's like, it's easy to stand next to the socioeconomic shit, right? The social shit, like the social issues. Yes, I'm standing there. Nothing, nothing. Any given day is 24 hours in a day for 27 hours of the day. I'm supporting what I stand next to. Every time you hear me talk about some shit about black women, if you hear me talk about black queer people, black kids, all this shit. I'm with it. <laughs> now this relationship shit. <laughs> the advice I give y'all 
or the shit that I come to conversations we have. Whew. Listen to it because it's really good because I should listen to it. But I don't live that shit. I be fucking up. You're a real black parent. Do as I say. <laughs> oh, God. When it comes to these listeners, yes. I be like, hey, you should communicate and uh, what else articulate I do? how you uh, feel. You should do everything I didn't do in the last conversation I had with this woman last week. Vulnerability. I'm, I'm always telling niggas to be vulnerable. I am the least vulnerable nigga there is. Like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. But I'm always saying, I'm like, Yo, nigga, you got to be vulnerable. Nigga, you need to get into some therapy. You ever think I've been to therapy? Mm-hmm. Fucking no. I went to a couple therapy one time. And the lady agreed with me. And my ex-wife went off on her. And I said, you know, I'm never doing this again. Mm-hmm. Y'all have therapy. Y'all deal with this on your own. But I also feel like me personally, I don't really need it. For me, think everybody who needs it, you better fucking go. <laughs> you walk around here. Looking like you got a fart all day. But really, <laughs> you need somebody to talk to. Or maybe your your partner doesn't like you farting in front of them. Well, that's why you're outside. You just fart. You're outside. You don't know who to attribute it to. If we outside, I'm letting that motherfucker go. <laughs> we walk in a room full of 300 people. <laughs> they are nasty. <laughs> These white people on this plane are disgusting. So if y'all see Mouse jumping on that stage, y'all know he's farting up. Oh, up. my God. He's farting so much on stage. <laughs> oh, we was in Charlotte. Oh, my God. I had So I had this. Uh, I'm vegan. So I had some ribs, right? Some vegan ribs. This was so fucking good. Now I don't know if the the rib what the rib ish product was good or the barbecue sauce was really good. Mm. But I fucked that shit up. <laughs> I took a nap and I woke up and I went to the show. Ooh, about 8 45, I'm jumping around. That's what, it helps you get yeah. a little more air too. Like. Got a little bubble in me. <laughs> I said, Poof. Poof. I'm minding my business. <laughs> Girl come up to do karaoke. I said, ooh. I said, baby, you might want to stay on that side. Because right <laughs> I'm fucking this stage up. <laughs> now I don't want nobody to be like, he's <laughs> Um, What's been the best? If we can end on this. Um, No, I'm going to end on asking you to answer the question I asked you earlier. So remember that. But right now, I want to ask everyone, what's been the best part of this journey? Man, that's a... That's a deep question. Um, which which journey they liking me to specifically? Oprah. They liking me to Oprah. Who's they? Um, them. The Whitemans. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. <laughs> this is that Oprah. It's, it's low hanging fruit. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, There's no loyalty. <laughs> um, I, I guess just all of it, like the journey of not being known to being known for your words, for your work. What's been the best part of this journey? Um. Damn, I haven't thought about that question. That's a really hard question to answer. The best thing about this journey, um, I think realizing that as somebody, I'm still really soft-spoken, but as somebody who didn't feel comfortable kind of adding their voice to the mix growing up. I want to challenge um, that. You're not soft-spoken. And I know exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. because I'm like, mm, he's not loud. He's not aggressive in your speech but every word hits mm. I think I you're intentional that. with your words yeah. I think you're For intentional sure. with your articulation mm-hmm. he doesn't have but to be the loudest yeah. person in the room like me I don't know what that's like <laughs> I have to like you see why I'm like propositioned up on the mic I know my voice carries yeah. mm-hmm. I need you to understand I'm not playing with you <laughs> yeah. so I gotta be like up here but like you've just in your tone has been very direct mm-hmm. like I kind of see words Um, I kind of see words in action and conversation kind of like I kind of see it Right, so as you're sitting here, as you guys are sitting here, I'm watching your interaction with the microphone. I'm watching your 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 comfortability, and like I can see as you're speaking, it sounds weird, I know, but I see I'm watching your words hit the mic. 
Mm. So like you is very direct. It's right here the whole time. So I'm challenged that y'all don't. You're not soft spoken. I think you're very intentional with your articulation. Thank you, black man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say the best thing for me has been understanding that my perspective has value and impact. Ooh. Right. And so it's like when you know that, that can kind of be the impetus to like, okay, if if these words hit somebody, then like I should do the work to make sure I'm taking care of myself. I'm like, for me, like I'll be real, I'm going to therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing what I have to do um, to to be in a good space so that what I put out and what I share, like it's helping somebody. It's at the very least not hurting somebody. Because everything's not going to be like, everything that I put out is not to like, Help somebody or like change the world or whatever else. Mm-hmm. I got. I just Appreciate don't want to hurt anyone. Yeah, you I don't know? want my words or my stances mm-hmm. to hurt anyone other than the people they meant to hurt. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I say some shit that's supposed to hurt you. Yeah, but I don't. I'm, I don't mean stepping. That's, that's just why I stopped saying certain things. Uh-huh. Like especially on this podcast. Like I said uh, last week, it, it, you, you thought it was a bro fest. Mm-hmm. Right and it, 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 in the beginning, it was. Yeah. In the beginning, we were giving our preferences on shit. We would talk about our preferences and talk about what we don't prefer. I'm mm-hmm. like, bitch, how the fuck are we doing that? <laughs> and that only hurts people. Yeah. And all three of us only date black women. So what we don't prefer is hurting who? Black women. How to change my speech? How to change the way I fucking spoke about certain shit? Mm-hmm. It's not important to say because guess what we're talking about? Our preferences. We never had a conversation about yo. What don't you prefer today? And if you notice, all these other platforms, not even going to give them light, but all these other platforms like that, where it, makes, where it makes women cringe to see three niggas on a podcast, where it creates the term men with podcasts, mm-hmm. what are they always doing? They start talking about their preference and always talk about what? The shit you don't prefer. The people that you don't prefer, we're not bothering you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were not bothering you. And I'm not going to say what it was. Just If you listen to this podcast, you know what it was. Um, but there was a moment I was someone who always spoke about what I don't prefer. And, and it was so, hurtful. And it was hurtful because a woman came up to me. I'm not crying or something. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, a woman came up to me and she was like, Mouse, I just want you to know I love you, even though you don't love me. Mm. I said, what? And she was a woman who I, who matched what I said I don't prefer. And she was like, no, I just want you to know I'm a huge fan. I love what you do. But I know, you know, you don't love me. And I was like, baby, I, I love you. <laughs> what do you mean I don't love you? She like, no, I, li- I listened to last week's episode. And she like giggled, laughed, and mm-hmm. left. And I'm like, what the fuck now? In our, in our defense, not in our defense, but we record these in bulk. So we record four, three, four episodes in over two days. And we release them throughout the month. Let alone, I'm not going to remember what we talked about in an hour. Mm-hmm. Let alone in two weeks. I said, what the fuck do we talk about that would make this woman feel this way? Well, you know, I feel like by me not being head on, I'm protecting myself. So I was speaking about not preferring to date bigger women, mm. right? And I never said like, oh, they're scum of the earth. But I was just saying what I don't prefer. But no one asked me that. Mm-hmm. So what, who was I offending? I'm offending people who support me, love me. And now this woman feels as if I don't love her. I don't have the same love for her that I would have. For anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I said, I said, I listened to the episode and I was like, oh shit. And I never got an Instagram or anything. So baby, if you're listening, thank you for uh, shedding that light on me because I was like, I need to shut the fuck up. My job is to talk. So I need to shut the fuck up because no one asked me that. My words need to match my intention. Mm-hmm. And right there. 
Right there. And that's where I'll stop it. Right there. Intent versus impact. Mm-hmm. Because right it's there. like that, yo, there's no way I can't even articulate that moment well enough to where I was like stopped. And it was just me and her in that room. It was literally a line. Um, there's a line of like 60 people waiting to take a picture with me after after the show. And she said that shit to me. And I was stuck for a minute. I, I, I told, um, shout out to Ken. I was like, Ken, hold the line for a minute. Because I'm waiting, what? I was really thinking, what the fuck did I say? So when I listened, I was like, this girl feels it. And I love you. I'm, that same woman, baby, I will take a bullet for you. Right now, if somebody played with you, I would yeah. take a bullet for you. But she didn't feel that because of my words. So, yeah, you yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So when you said that shit, it, it struck me because I had to learn that. Like, shut the fuck up. Please. Let your words and your intentions match. Because whenever we talk about some shit you're not asked about, it goes that way. Yeah, and I mean, I would even add, like, the things you're not asked about, like, I'm talking about that. And also, like, for you, like, being willing to, like, listen and not be, like, defensive and, like, actually, like, try to make a better choice the next time. Like, that's that's big, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying before, we're talking about the best thing about mm-hmm. this, knowing knowing that my voice matters, which means that, like, it's, it's important for me to take care of myself, to, like, do the, like, the self-work, to, like, learn more about how the world works and how my perspective lands um, so I can, again, like, show up in a better way and, like, move the needle in the positive direction, right? Not, um the other way. Um, that's really important to me. And just like on an individual level, like it makes it easy to be able to function. Like people, people care about what I do. Something to somebody that might not reach the entire world, but a little pocket of people support me, my community, like they, they respect me. They find value in what I say and vice versa. Cause now we're like connecting off of ideas. Like I'm, I'm meeting like-minded people, and having combos that I wouldn't otherwise have. So that's always been like just an incredible thing to me. Um, and of course, like <laughs> making good money, taking care of the family. Um, Ima- I want to be money off our words. That's crazy, right? It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's crazy. You know, like all our goals. I don't know if you grew up specifically like, like where, where you were the, like the first creative in your family. Um, I was the first creative who was stubborn enough to say, like, this could be a career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My father, like, I stand on my parents' shoulders, right, in, like, a lot of different ways. Um, my family is, like, two generations removed from me and sharecroppers. You know wow. what I mean? And so it's like, my father, he went to the military. Mm-hmm. He did 20 years in the military, 20 years government. My mom held the house down, raised us. Like, now we're in this world with social media and, like, access. And, yeah. like, I don't have to have an agent to, like, be able to go out and, like, meet all types of people yeah. and reach millions of people. Um, so yeah, I'm the first person who had the opportunity to be a creative. Me and my brother, I'm five years older than him. Um, so yeah, I would say I was the first in that regard, but due to the opportunity and not due to a lack of desire. Listen, being the first to do it, and like, my parents didn't understand it. My mother had a problem. My dad, I mean, niggas, grew up in, <laughs> you know I mean, dad grew up in Brooklyn, sold drugs, did a bit, so, you know, everybody raps. And, like, he has this amazing... I can't wait to bring him on. I want, he has this amazing Jodeci story, right? Um, So, like, he knew it was possible. He grew up in hip-hop. Mom did not... My mom... My grandparents, my mother's parents were, like, one generation removed from sharecroppers. Like, 
they were the first generation of people to live in New York. They were all from like deep south. Mm-hmm. So no creativity, juices flowing. They grew up in church. Nigga, you go to church and then uh, you go to church on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and mm-hmm. Wednesday and Thursday and maybe Friday too if y'all don't get the pizza. And other than that, you go do your job and come home. Yeah, That's what's their thing. So my mom has that mentality. Mom go to work, come home, walk them dogs, run her seven miles, wakes up, does it again. Security. Seven. Oh yeah, me and my mom do seven miles. <laughs> she does. Respect. I do. Respect. I do it once. I do it when I'm when I'm being faithful. I'm I'm doing it three times for three to four times a week. My mom does that every day except for the weekends. That's fire. Congrats yeah. to mom. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. she does. She, she's putting up her seven miles every day. She's staying young. Um, huh? She's staying young. No. No. She's just staying skinny. <laughs> <laughs> she's very old. Every, very, she's very old and minded. But no, like that's her thing. Like get a job that got benefits and then put my own to my kids and boom. So when you have somebody like me who's the first and I'm the only boy and I'm just so against the grain, so against the grain, you know, and she thought she had hit the, she thought she had, you know, they had hit a, you know, they hit a, a good point when I joined the military. Nah, I was done. I'm, I'm a, this is cool. I'm fat here. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do. And you know, I came home and I was gonna. I was studying to be a firefighter, EMT. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then caught that fucking stage bug, and you know, did did comedy, and mm-hmm. everybody laughed. I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then I'm doing church comedy because I could charge them immediately. <laughs> um, you know, there's no, there's no. You know, I didn't have to perform for chicken wings for three years before you get your right. first paid gig. No, I was charging these niggas the big bread. Get that communion bread. Right, communion <laughs> bread. So my mom is like, okay, but you're still going to work, right? Mm. I'm like, you don't see it. And then fucking, I go the exact opposite. I'm like, no, I'm going to be on the radio and on TV for my opinions and for my words and thoughts. So for that and that fight and to see so many years later, and now my mom walking around like, I'm Mel Jones' mother. Yeah, I showed him that man. Man, when I first started my creative journey, when I was like making money from it, I remember I like had my first. I think I was in like Jet magazine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My dad was like really proud. My parents were proud. My dad, I remember he was like, "Son, I don't know what you're doing." But I'm proud of you. She said, I don't know what a podcast <laughs> is. She got a droid. She's the only first person in the family that got a droid. It's, just, it's sick with her. But like she don't know how to listen to it. Like if I want her to listen to something, I have to send it to her. Yeah. Or she'll see like the clip on Instagram and then she'll say something back. She's like, first of all, I took you shopping three times. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And she, asked, she had listened to the episode. And I'm like, oh, you listened to the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so same thing. What's, what's, what's been the best part of this journey? I know it's fresh for you guys. It's new, fresh, but... it's new. It's like, ah, where is this going to go? Um, I feel like for me personally, I've always been the friend that I give harsh advice, but honest advice because I care about you, especially when it comes to relationships. I'm the only one of my friends like in a marriage, you know. So they will come to me for advice, but then not like what I said. Right? <laughs> so then I became the friend that they wouldn't tell me if yeah. something bad was going on. But that, it kind of hurt me in a sense because then I can't know what's going on with you just because you're not going to like what I have to say about it. So I feel like this podcast puts a little separation and my friends can learn from us without it being so direct. And other people can learn and, and not feel ju- And not feel judged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it kind of puts this separation mm-hmm. there. 
but the value is still there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's it's doing this with my wife. You know, we're we're building something. All right, now. Oh. I'm about sick of this shit. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm, like, I'm about oh. sick of this shit, like, bro. We, dude, my wife. It's just one more thing. We, <laughs> we, we I'm hey, bro. I love my wife. Therapy, bro. I Therapy. am Trav. I am Trav, and I do love my wife. But that's the name of this episode. That's the name of this episode. Yo, Jay, make sure you put. My name is Trav, and I love my wife. <laughs> but for real, like we have these conversations. Like this isn't this isn't a gimmick. This isn't we turn the mics on and then now we're we the the super articulate intellectual people. Which is really people. dope that y'all are able to have these conversations and then have them again on the microphone as the because as as you know as long as we I've been doing this we've been doing this I'll be like all right I'm gonna just shut up until we get like even if like. You've you've done panels before, right? Mm-hmm. So like when I moderate a panel, it's like I just want to get to know you, just so it's like you know we're not jumping out there cold. I don't want to talk to you too much because I don't want to have a great conversation and then have to. All right, let's have the same great conversation. We do stop out ourselves there. when it comes to giving our opinion on things that are happening, like in the media and the world. We're <laughs> like, oh, let's discuss that on camera. Mm. But relationship, marriage, family stuff. Mm-hmm. We got to address it in the moment. And then if there's a teachable moment and we could share it later, we do. But we do also have those. Wait, hold that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So that's a hot take. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you've been in a room where you're having a fire conversation like, damn, I wish I had a microphone right no. now. No. <laughs> With no, my wife, not, like, not every week, ironically. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. at this point. Not no more. Oh, that right. was before. Now I'd be like, I'm so glad it's not me. Because I get to say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. He's not playing. <laughs> you take He's it. not playing. I'm, I'm really not. I get I'm, just, to say, I'm just playing. Sponsors. When the microphones aren't around, I get to say what I really think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lastly for that, you know, it's this community that we're building. Like, where the people, our people are finding us, and that feels really good. Are you seeing it in person yet? Like, people starting to recognize y'all in, in spaces yet? Oh, I have a funny story. Um, so I work in IT for this company and we had a bunch of interns come in. They, I helped them set them up and then the next day I saw one of them I was coming down the stairs. He needed help with something so I'm helping him and he goes, I love the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. That was like the first time it hit me and I'm like, I'm at work. Yeah. So I'm really not even... And he was a, like, the day before I knew it was you but I had to confirm with my girlfriend, right? Like, yeah, me and my girlfriend watch all the time. So it's we, so dope. We um we did a drop with Save Mankind, so I I gifted him a shirt. Um, but yeah. I didn't get a gift, but it's okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sonny, yeah. send the pack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's cool to see. Um, and then you know, social media, you feel it immediately, immediately, mm-hmm. right? Like you get that, it, good or bad. Yeah, which I love. I love it. I love it. good or bad. You get that. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, if stupid. You, if you scroll through my phone right now, it's yeah. like ten people saying divorce her. She knows she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Multiverse. I haven't changed your mind yet. Ma? Ma? <laughs> no, I listen. I love this. I love this. Like I love this. It's super necessary. Like it I think we have enough in our own community. Like in our real lives, I think we have enough people that are like-minded and like are a somewhat echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, me personally, I'm just talking about me personally, what you guys have been for me. Mm-hmm. I need to see a woman that is standing up in her agency and is not allowing society or even the man she loves to like dictate her right now. Because mm-hmm. a lot of women do that. A lot of women are these, you know, damn, like they're these radical revolutionary women, but 
sometimes dumb themselves down to not lose love, which is human and I understand yeah. it. But I love when there's, I, you know, not to make it about him, but I love that you uh, make space for her to be her authentic, radical, revolutionary self. Um, I'm not strong enough for it. So <laughs> if you want to love me, you better put that Angela Day. I'm just <laughs> A little bit, um, but no, I love it. I love it, and um, there wasn't there wasn't anything to change my mind about. Like yeah, literally, I'm okay. saying I was joking with him, like, "Boy, you're a better man than me." Yeah, but that works, and y'all have a beautiful fucking family, and you. you know, just from a consumer standpoint, and you know, someone who's been in this for a while, you guys have it. So Thank it's you. like continue. Don't change anything about it. Y'all have it. So continue to do it, and I mean. The roughest part is, you know, you guys make a living off your real life. So, you know, the the same amount of work that goes into buying cameras and microphones and lighting and all that. Listen, your product and your natural resource is your marriage. So you guys just got to dump all that same effort into the marriage to make sure you have a great product to deliver. And that comes first for us yeah. before the cameras. And that, comes, and that comes across. That comes across even, I mean... Just like I said, without meeting you before, mm-hmm. just wa- listening and watching y'all and then talking to y'all, it comes across like they're about them. <laughs> and like th- I had to learn that. Because yeah. for me, it was always like, all right, the kids or, you know, life and it. But then like, nah, man, like we got to make sure we good. You know what I mean? It's like I know f- listening to y'all and, you know, just doing some other work. Like if I ever do get married again. I'm going in with a different mindset. Obviously, I'm going in as an adult. Oh. You know? Yeah. Um, I might even let her ex-girlfriend <laughs> come talk to me for a minute. Like, <laughs> I told it's kind of tight, bro. You're getting a little tense. Because I lied. <laughs> I lied. I'm not a good liar. Uh, I choked my, my own body turned on me. That's, That's another part. Like, we don't tell our story and say, you have to do that. You don't ever have to be okay with your partner's ex. That's not what we're telling you to do. We're saying... This is what happened with us, and this is how we were able to navigate Love it. it. Love it. That doesn't mean you have to do it. I ain't got it in me. Yeah, and that's fine. Told him another day. I said, "Order." <laughs> I don't think. I, I don't think so. And this girl, like, listen, as a man, my mind thinks where I'm. I, I see somebody. I'm like, "Bing, you're you. You're this." <laughs> and okay, so this girl, she stood up, and she had some like ee shorts on. So I come in. So I was like, "How you know about that?" But that's a Nick. First of all, you don't even live in New York. That's just New York Streetwear brand. I'm like, you don't even. Like, you who don't left even those in your house? Like, I'm like, who, who gave you those? How you know? Mm. Like, bitch, because. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> fuck off the phone. <laughs> but nah, listen, I love it. I, I really do. Um, I want before I let you guys out of here. I'm gonna ask you, what is your goal? Because I asked everyone, what is your goal with we still like each other in the the Steph brand that you're you're building you're eventually you're not even eventually that you're just building as you know because as people love this podcast more they love Trav and Trav is going to have the Trav hive that's always on his side you're obviously going to have the side that's always building and like I said I'm just speaking I see Mm -hmm. y'all having brand and Mm -hmm. brand and like you the brands are going to love you (laughs) the natural hair good (laughs) feet the brands are going to love you like he'll tell you like we're literally sitting I'm like yeah, Trav's going to have a hard time. She's going to be bringing in the checks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please do. Please she, she, she's going to be bringing in the brand checks. Like, I see it. I see mm-hmm. the wellness retreats and the, like, I see it. It's mm-hmm. it's easy. It's If that's what you want to do, you're going to be able to do, do it. Do. Like, you're going to be able to do it. 
so, but what is your goal, right? What is your goal with the brand that you and Trav are, are building um, right now? I feel it's a lot. A lot I've been talking about things that have already happened. But if I had to state a goal, it would be that this could be what funds our lifestyle in which it'll show my children that they could follow their dreams and their passions. Um, I also grew up very like security, get the job with the benefits and the 401k. And I I literally just got my master's degree two years ago. And I was already thinking about I'm going to I'm going to teach till I'm this age. I just am now slowly breaking away from that. And not even really like I still struggle. Like I'm like, should I apply for a teaching job? Like, should I or should we stay? And then we're like, wait, but if you go back to teaching, there's less time into being creative that we have. Like, so I feel like if I could be successful enough that my children feel comfortable in pursuing a passion outside of like the traditional, that would be like, okay, I made it. That's good. I set an example for my kids to just follow their dreams. I love y'all. I love everybody here. It was so good that Mac left because like I get to soak it all up. <laughs> Mac, you're fired. Um, please let everybody know. You guys let them know last week, but you're just here another week. Let the people know uh, where they could follow you, where they could support to get the, the merch drop if there's any left because, you know, clearly there has it's, to be at least sold one sold out. large sold out. left because I, I, I didn't get mine. So there has to be one large left. Um, All the other stuff. But so how, <laughs> how can they support the We Still Like Each Other podcast? Yeah, on all social media, Instagram, TikTok, um, it's We Still Like Each Other, YouTube, We Still Like Each Other, all the podcast channels, We Still Like Each Other. Um, yeah, and we have a Patreon. You can come find us over there. <laughs> Join the We Really Like You tier. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what it's called. Love it. Love that. Is that your top tier? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, love it. Love it already. Yeah, so we still like each other everywhere. That's a fire name to just have on all platforms. By yeah. the way. That's, that's so, dope. so good. Yeah. You know, I had to put fucking underscores in my shit and shit. Like, <laughs> it's fucking annoying. It's so long, but it's a. It's but it's catchy. Right so you don't you don't forget it. You yeah. don't forget yeah. it. And by so. we still, it pops up. Yeah. <laughs> by we still, it pops up. Like I love being that guy, right? Yeah. Like when people ask for my Instagram, I'll be like, baby, like, what is that? Like, Mouse Jones. I'll be like, what? Just I'm like just say M O U, I'm gonna be the first one to pop up. <laughs> Every time it does, I'll be like it, it's funny, um, when we first started, there was a Sesame Street video that used to pop up on Google. <laughs> we 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 still like each other, and yeah. now it's just us, so now <laughs> <laughs> fuck you y'all Sesame, Street. Sesame Street that's fire I wish y'all autograph for real that's, that's big they meant fuck them kids for real <laughs> y'all be Elmo asking Big Bird and everybody that's... we out here <laughs> look I got the I got the cause uh, joints I'm gonna flip them over when I get home flip them on this fucking head like, we still like each other it's up for y'all <laughs> Mikael um, I'm a simple man uh, Instagram and Twitter just Mikael C. Clark so that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L no E C C-L-A-R-K. That wasn't a shot. I'm just, you know, I'm just giving... um, With some respect. Giving um, (laughs) There's no E. Um, But Mikel C. Clark on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. You got anything coming up? I know you got something coming up. A book tour, something. Oh, man. Uh, What's funny is I'm writing my next book right now. Uh, My first book I wrote when I was like 25, 26. I'm 32 now. You know, my father, I'm married. I have like a lot more life experience. So Survived a whole pandemic. A whole, I mean, two-thirds of a pandemic. Two-thirds. Monkey pox. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah. monkey pox is like, I feel like that's been out. You had that, right? I ain't had a goddamn monkey pox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That feels a little racist. I'm sorry. Think, okay. <laughs> the white men's going in right now. The white men's are going in right now. White men's going to call you monkey. White men gonna find a way to call you monkey. Oh god. But yeah, man, my next book's coming out really soon. Um, it's gonna be with a brand in Europe that I like a lot. Oh, nice. Um, I'm plotting on a bigger and better fashion brand. Um, top of next year. Okay. I'm excited for. Um, very comfortable shirts he makes. He makes very comfortable sh- comfortable shirts. I think they're great too. I'm not biased by any means. They're <laughs> fantastic. They fit well. Um, not too fit good. very well. Yeah. Especially okay. after a wash. Some of y'all niggas be making these t-shirts on these. I ain't gonna talk about black people business. <laughs> <laughs> they already got my money. I can't even talk bad about them. Till we get off camera. Till we get off okay, camera, I'm roast y'all niggas. <laughs> Just beware. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm so appreciative for this conversation. It, conversation that like fill me, I'm always so appreciative of because I'm fucking we talk so much for a living. Um, I do want to talk to you off camera about something though, because I feel like we need to do something live. I don't know what it is, but me, you, and oh, you probably know Kier. Kier Gaines. I do know Kier. He's from D.C. Yeah, Kier's yeah. from D.C. Mm-hmm. You two are f- two of my favorite minds. And I, mm-hmm. like Kier just happens to be like, we met through the dad gang. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sean Williams. Um, we met through him. But like just the relationship we've built over the past year, I believe, it's just it's like a big brother to me. So That's what's I, I think something in the works, me, you, and him live. I don't know what it is. I don't want to scare y'all brand f- off, but something, <laughs> some, some, some live, some type of live. I think we need to bring that back. He's got to yeah. wear a three-piece suit. Yeah, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I won't do. That. So we all, we all going bald first, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, so everybody bald and goatee. That's what we need from all of you niggas. No, but I feel like uh, before the pandemic, I think we were entering, black men were entering like a good space because there were like certain conversations happening live. Um, they weren't always the best, but I think they were like, I, at least from my benefit, from my eye, my vantage point, I was seeing like flyers for a lot of like, oh, this men thing happened. Haven't seen it since, you know, outside been open. So <laughs> they want to do something. They want to do something. See what you guys are up to. See what you guys summer look like. But I think something, something where like we just have conversation with yeah. men about menly things. At three dads just chopping it up. Let's do it. Three dads just chopping it up. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. <laughs> fucking very soon oh and say like, this is not you know brands zoom out on them this is about <laughs> say less fucking podcast Rosie Kaz and Low. we're on your fucking ass don't let this conversation fool you there's a lot of positivity and love flowing around I got ass whoopings for all three of you niggas okay when this playlist battle happens in August just know you niggas it's, it's stuck you niggas is getting smoked you understand me Three on three, I don't want to hear nothing about nothing. Whatever y'all, well, y'all pick the genre, just tell us. We showing up. Niggas talking. The, the views <laughs> the views of Mouse Jones are not the... the uh, listen, I, yeah, I, I, I like y'all. Y'all cool. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Brands? They left Tide Downey, Doug. I was I was not warned. I just pulled up, you know. <laughs> he seemed like a good guy. I love these guys. I love this guy. I love everything. And thank y'all for, uh, you know, thank you guys for being my co-host today. Thank you for being... Uh, uh, an amazing guest. Thank you for leaving and coming back. Cause I was late. Let me tell y'all, y'all, I was late. Amen. I was late and later than I usually am. I'm right. I was tired. I woke up. My body said you are staying tired. Invest in your rest. All right. That is my health tip for the week. Invest in your rest. 
or it will rest you. All right, because I was arrested. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I woke up. I was like, it's too fucking sunny to be eight o'clock. What the fuck? I said, Google, what time is it? Google told me I said, bitch, you say you hate me. <laughs> you hate me, but thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you. I, I really do. No, thank, thank you guys for staying thank around, you. being great co hosts. Thank you for being a great guest. Um, I hope we get all this again. You you already know you got my support. Yeah. You got my support. You got the podcast support. So book run, whatever you're doing, all you gotta do is hit us, let me know you're here. Whatever y'all need, whatever y'all want, we're here. Like Appreciate literally you. from you. a podcast has been in here for whatever long. Whatever if you need any advice, whatever y'all need from us, you got it. That, this ain't even my studio, but I fuck with them heavy. So if you need anything studio wise, hit them. HMD, they got you. I love y'all. Y'all gonna be great. Y'all gonna make a lot of brand money. So just, you know, don't don't flaunt Keep it too much. Keep speaking into existence. Um, dollar, dollar sign Mouse Jones, right? Cash app dollar sign <laughs> Mouse Jones. Now that is me. Uh, IRS. That is me panhandling. That is that is not a, a, a income. Uh, make sure y'all support. Uh, make sure y'all support everything Ryan has. Eco Gave straws. Just all yo order a thousand y'all. Just order a thousand. I'm just like. $20. Order a thousand straws, you save the turtles, protect the turtles, and you carry them on your person so when you go out to these nice gentrified um, establishments, you don't get the fucking paper uh, straws. <laughs> mm. I, I hate paper, paper straws. straws. You give me a paper straw, and I don't drink. Mm. So... I already have to drink my drink fast. Because like, <laughs> then you're, go drinking, flat. you're drinking paper. Yeah. <laughs> you're like three sips. Three sips of ginger ale. Now, no, <laughs> eco agave straws. You carry them on your person. That's what I do. My kids got them. My, my baby, my, everybody. You come to my house, take some straws. Um, so eco agave straws. Um, if you went to Loom, the only black-owned um, yacht company. To Ryan, That's Ryan. So if you went to Loom, you enjoy yourself, get on a yacht. Um, what else? Mac has the movie coming out. He's shooting the movie. Um, Swagger is coming back for season two, so make sure y'all go stream Swagger season one on Apple TV. And make sure y'all listen to the the, the single he just released, uh, Family Family Vacation. Um, very great uh, great single. Um, and when it comes to me, Trap Karaoke. Um, we are on the road, so trapkaraoke.com. Um, Instagram Trap Karaoke. See you in the next city we are coming to. To you, also the interview series uh, with Mouse Jones. We got uh, who we got up right now. OMB Peasy, episode one, episode two, Westside Boogie, episode three, Queen Naja. Um, I don't know if episode four is out now, so I won't say nothing. But at least those three, y'all go check those out right now. Um, and most importantly, which I all came here for, is the guys next door. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. You want to continue the conversation on Twitter, make sure you use the hashtag guys next door. Um, make sure you head over to patreon.com backslash guys next door. Put a little Snaps on the Petro. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, Guy Next Door Pod. Shout out to Jay, because that's who got the YouTube back jumping, because y'all yeah. love talking about... <laughs> Jay, we see work. you, Jay. Yeah, we, we see you, Jay. <laughs> but it is very important because y'all have been showing us so much love since the YouTube is back up and running. Like, they, y'all shady. Y'all so fucking shady. Like, good to see the YouTube back, bitch. Just watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jay, for that. We appreciate you, and we are working on getting the backlog, but just right now be happy with the current log, okay? Um, and until then, love yourself, love each other, and we'll see y'all next week.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 